0: Welcome in to the WissSports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, General Manager at WissSports.net. We're a day late with our podcast coming out on Thursday, and but hopefully we're not a dollar short. We're going to keep it a little bit shorter this week. Uh, we're going to give Mark Miller and Norbert Durst the, the week off from, uh, from joining us to talk about basketball. We'll have uh, Norbert on next week, probably, uh, and then also Nate Wolfel. Uh, to talk about wrestling next week as well. But this week, we're going to keep it a little bit shorter, and we're going to talk about some news that came out uh, on Thursday, and that is the eight-player football and the number of teams, uh, perhaps the surprising number of teams, that are making the move from 11-man football to eight-man football, either in 2019 or in 2020. Just to give a little history and context to... uh, reduced player football in general it's something that has been around for quite a while in fact if you go back and uh, and look into the the, the record books and in history uh, there were a number of eight-man football teams beginning in the oh 1940s or so um, there were actually as many as 78 80 teams in the 1950s that uh, played some kind of reduced player football. However, in the era of, conso- of school consolidation in the 1960s, a lot of the small schools uh, got, got con- uh, consolidated, and by 1970, uh, it really had disappeared for the most part. Uh, in, it was kind of interesting, back in the day, in the, in the 1950s, there were some teams that played eight-player football, and there were some teams that played six-player football, actually. Um, but again, it kind of disappeared uh, in, the, in the 1970s, but came back as enrollments continued to decline in the state of Wisconsin in in this decade, in 2012, there were 16 teams that made the decision to switch to eight-player football. All kind of took the leap at the same time. And for a few years there, there was no official state championship game. Everybody uh, just kind of made the change uh, without a, a playoff system. There was a jamboree at the end of the year that was held to just kind of get teams together and give them one more opportunity to play. There, we called it an unofficial state championship between the top two teams, um, but nothing official until this year, where for the first time there was over over 30 teams sponsoring eight-player football. And so this year there was an eight-team tournament sanctioned by the WIAA. Sevastopol beat Luck 38-30 to to win the first ever official eight-player football state championship. And so next year, it's going to expand to 16 teams because there are uh, more than 30 teams playing eight-player football. So there will be a 16-team tournament next year and going forward. That launch of an official state tournament was kind of hoped and thought that that would push some teams towards eight-player football, and that certainly has uh, seemed to be the case. Not only that, but the upcoming... 2020 statewide football conference realignment proposal uh, that's coming down from the WFCA and the WIAA has kind of made some programs evaluate things a little bit bit closer. And quite honestly, there's a number of teams that probably should have been playing eight player football several years ago and are just now going to be making the switch as they uh, see their enrollments decline, their participation decline, their uh, competitiveness decline. And so in 2019, there are 11 teams, 11 new teams making the switch to eight-player football. We're going to lose one uh, that will go back to 11-player football, which I think is an encouraging sign. Menominee Indian will go from eight-player to 11-player. And then there will be one uh, program lost because Green Bay NEW Lutheran, is going to be uh, part of a co-op now with Oneida Nation. Oneida Nation had a separate team last year. So that'll be a co-op with Green Bay NEW Lutheran, Oneida Nation, and Providence Academy. The teams that are new this year, and it's kind of interesting as you look over this list, there's some that are a little bit on the larger side. I mean, approaching 300 in enrollment. There's teams that have been in the playoffs in the last few years, but you know, it's, it's just time to make the change. Algoma, Belmont, Schwamigan, Elko White Lake, Marion Tigerton, St. Mary Catholic Valley Christian, that's a co-op program, Suring, Three Lakes, Tri-County, Walbino Leona, and Williams Bay. Those teams are making the transition in 2019. And then there are a number of other programs that have said, all right, we're 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 going to stay 11 player in 2019, but in 2020, We're going to make the change and go to eight-player football uh, in advance of and in um, preparation for, again, that large-scale statewide football-only conference realignment proposal that is coming down and will begin in 2020. So those programs that will play 11-man in 2019 and then switch to eight-man in 2020, Gilman, Greenwood, Kickapoo, Lafarge, North Crawford, Weston, and Waniwak. a couple of items of note there: uh, Weston and Waniwak had been a co-op in eleven-player football the last couple years, but they're anticipated that they'll have separate eight-man teams. That co-op uh, I don't think went as well or as smoothly as they were hoping. There was um, just just didn't work out, and so they're going to make the change to eight-player football. Kickapoo and Lafarge have co-opted have co-opted for. Uh, maybe 8, 10 years, somewhere in that range, and there is a chance that they will continue their co-op in 8-player, um, but they haven't made that decision final. But either way, they're going 8-man. It's just a now, now a matter of whether they'll have a co-op program or Kickapoo and Lafarge will have separate standalone programs. Also of note is that all, not all of these programs that are making the move are actually going to be eligible for the 8 player playoffs. Part of the WI regulations right now are that the to be eligible for the playoffs, your 3 year enrollment average cannot be over 200. And their um, reasoning for that is they they didn't want, you know, these small schools that moved to 8 man because they absolutely had to, you know, enrollments of 100 or less or 150 or less having to go against a, uh, a program that maybe drops to eight-man because they just have low numbers and might have 250 or 300 kids. And so that's, you know, that, that's not what it was designed for. So if you have an enrollment average over 200, you're not eligible for the playoffs, even if you make the change to eight-player football. So teams that are moving to eight-player and not eligible for the playoffs because of that stipulation are Algoma, Schwamigan, St. Mary Catholic and Valley Christian, Williams Bay, and then there are some uh, programs that were already in 8-man and that already were ineligible for the playoffs because their enrollment was too high. Wisconsin Heights, Washburn Bayfield, uh, Phillips, and then also that new co-op between Green Bay, NEW Lutheran, Oneida Nation, and Providence Academy, that new co-op will be ineligible for the playoffs as well. So uh, really interesting to see. Essentially, we went from 32 eight-player football teams in 2018. That number is going to go up to 41 in 2019. 11 new programs, one co-opt, and then one that moved to 11-player football. So a net add of nine. And then seven more, at least seven more as of right now, that will make that change in 2020. And that will get that number by 2020 up to 48 so it's kind of a tipping point, uh, you know. Depending on how you look at it, I guess. And in my opinion, I think it's a great tipping point in the right direction. Uh, we had been basically at thirty or so for a few years. It really uh, had kind of stalled out. The number of teams that had moved or had decided they were going to move had uh, had stalled out. Um, but with the playoff system now in place, with that realignment looming in twenty twenty. It really kind of made some teams, you know, make the move uh, and, and stop debating it and considering it and going back and forth. And they had to uh, just get out and do it. So, again, in two years, we'll go from 32 to 48, um, an increase of 50%. Again, I think that's a good thing. I think there are a lot of programs that should have done it already. Now, certainly there are com- some concerns about schools of, you know, 250 or so that are having to drop to eight man, um, Algoma, Schwamigan, you know, they're up close to 250, um, St. Mary Catholic, that that co-op is over 300, so y- you didn't necessarily want to see some of those bigger enrollments make the switch, but again, they, they feel that's what they need to do and is the best interest of their program. So all of this does bring about, I think, some interesting conversations moving forward and had some questions about it on Twitter today even. Number one, what does this mean for the remaining 11-player football teams? This year, I think we started with 390, maybe 389, 391. I can't remember exactly. Teams that uh, played and sponsored 11-player football. Now, thankfully, we did not have the the number of cancellations, season cancellations that we have seen the last few years, so we finished pretty much with that number. Um, but obviously, the number of 11-player programs is decreasing, in in part because of teams going to eight-man, in large part, but also teams canceling their season, forming new co-ops, etc. I mean, we used to have 425, 430 11-player football teams, and now it was at 390 this year and will be basically 380 next year. So where where does that leave 11-player football? Uh, Number one, it will result in even more teams that finish under 500 in conference play getting into the playoffs. Uh, I I can't remember what the number was now. I'd have to double-check. I want to say it was maybe... 15 or 17 teams this year that finished under 500 and got into the playoffs. And so that number will at least stay there, if not go over 20. And we might now be looking at a situation where uh, quite possibly teams that finish two and three, if they are in a six-team league, would get into the playoffs. Um, and it also brings up the the question, the conversation of, what does it mean for the future of seven divisions in the state of Wisconsin because obviously now we have a, a pretty significant number of teams in eight player football less teams in 11 man football so does that switch get made from 6 or excuse me from seven divisions in 11 player to 6 i've kind of gone back and forth on this initially i thought yeah obviously once you get enough it's it's going to go from 7 to 6 and then the, the sense I got from talking to, to folks was that because there, there might not be a great appetite for that amongst some of these smaller Division 7 teams that want to stay 11-player football, um, that would fear that if you went to six divisions, it would stretch out the division uh, uh, gaps so much that those small teams of 150 now, might have to compete against much larger schools than they do now. Uh, that, you know, maybe they just leave it. And obviously, they have for, for the uh, first few years that, eight, excuse me, eight player has existed. However, I, I do feel that the tide is turning and that at some point in the next couple of years, there will be a strong conversation somewhere. I, I don't know if it will initiate with schools with the WIAA, with the board of control, with Wade Lebecki who oversees football for the WIAA. I don't know who's going to 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 bring that conversation forward, but I think it will be brought forward of especially as we get less and less 11-player football teams again down to about 380 next year, about 375 or 370 the following year, the conversation becomes okay, it's time to to go from seven divisions in 11-player football in Wisconsin to six. That will certainly uh, create some issues. It will, again, stretch out the gap between the biggest school in a division and the smallest. My my concern, and I think a lot of people's concern with that, had always kind of been in Division 7, where, again, if you were a small school of 125, let's say, and that enrollment gap, that, that uh, top of Division 7 went from 185 to 190, maybe it went up to 225 or 250 you know that's quite a difference and and is that an equitable situation? Um, but as you look at it, I think that enrollment gap in division 7 won't be quite as big as maybe what we thought where it might come into play a little bit more to be honest with you is in some of the other divisions and I'm thinking specifically in division two where I think you could see that enrollment gap, maybe be as big as as any and kind of two to one from the the, uh, biggest uh, team in a division to the smallest is what the WI likes to have as the, the the highest amount in any division in any sport. If you go back to the five division discussion in basketball, that was one of the the things that they talked about then was uh, maintaining no more than a two to one ratio of the biggest school in division to the smallest and you'd be getting close to that in Division Two. You know, you'd be picking up schools in the low to mid seven hundreds as the bottom of Division Two, and then the top of Division Two would be up around twelve hundred or more. Uh, and that's a, a pretty big gap when you start uh, start thinking about um, you know schools of seven hundred, like a a a, Reedsburg, a Portage, um, Wapaka, th- teams like that. And then going all the way up to, um, you know, the Brookfield schools, and uh, maybe Sussex Hamilton has been on that uh, borderline in the past. Germantown, even Homestead, is getting into that territory. That's a pretty significant gap. That's a pretty significant um, difference uh, when you start looking at it. So, those are some of the things that might come into play in that discussion. But again, I think it is trending in the direction of within a couple years. That, that conversation happening and occurring, and potentially changes being made to where it would go from seven divisions to six in 11 player football. The other conversation that then some of this starts to elicit is do you go to two divisions in eight player football? We're, again, we're expected to be up around 48 by 2020. If that number gets up, you know, 55 to 60, do you start having a conversation about having two divisions? Um, And along with that conversation, do you have a conversation about raising or eliminating the enrollment cap on eight player teams to be eligible for the playoffs? You know, if you're going to have two divisions, why not have uh, allow a team that's maybe 250, 225, something like that, that that feels like they need to play eight player football to, to sustain their program. Why not allow them in if you're going to have two divisions? And then, if you're going to have two divisions, do you do two divisions with eight teams qualifying in each division? Do you do two divisions with 16 teams qualifying in each division? You know, that's the other part of it that that would need to be discussed and and figured out. Um, I think the the WI's preference is to keep it pretty similar to the, the, the percentage of teams that qualify for the playoffs and eight man. Being pretty similar to the percentage of teams that qualify for the playoffs in 11-player football. So um, a lot of different ways that eight-player football could go right now. But again, the tipping point, we're, we're past it. We're, uh, we're moving in a, uh, a direction of a really significant number of teams playing eight-player football in the state of Wisconsin. I think that's a good thing. I think it's a a, a good thing to play eight player football and maintain your program, sustain your program. Um, Maybe eventually some of these schools move back to 11 player, I don't know. But it's sure better than having no program. Um, And I think depending on your situation, sometimes it's better than having a co-op program and and the challenges that go in with a co-op. Certainly there are some co-ops that are very successful that have made it work well for a long time. And that might be a better situation for certain communities, but at least uh, eight-player provides that option, and at least eight-player provides a option for some of these extremely small schools that are struggling uh, with declining enrollment and uh, potentially declining participation. Eight-player football is football. Yeah, there's some some nuances that are a little bit different. It's a little bit more wide open, higher scoring, but it's tackling, it's blocking it's running the the fundamentals are still there and so i I think uh it's good to see more and more places embrace it as an option uh if nothing else that'll i I think we'll do it uh for our our eight player discussion today well it's something we'll continue to monitor it's something that uh you know we'll try to get some more information on and uh Again, we'll we'll kind of see it come into play with the the WFCA statewide realignment proposal that will be released, uh, the the final version in in February. Um, but the, big news with all the teams moving in eight player football. Want to touch real quick on uh, hoops and, and most specifically the three point challenge that the WIAA instituted uh, three or four years ago now. Uh, WSN. We've been fortunate enough to partner with the WIAA on that. It was a kind of an idea that Deb Hauser had and, and brought to us at WSN and Nick Cartos a few years ago. Um, when Nick left, Deb and I worked on, on getting it implemented, and I think it's been very successful. It's been a great thing to um, to celebrate kids to give them another opportunity to um, you know show what they can do. The three-point challenge itself at the state tournaments has pretty been pretty well attended, and the uh, the interest in the weekly leaderboards and the the things that we do on WSN has uh, generated some good excitement and everything as well. Uh, just a reminder for any coaches that are listening or any players or parents to, to help with your coaches as well, the WIA did vote on a few tweaks this year that will require coaches to have their kids eligible at the end of the year. It will require coaches to... Um, to have their stats in on WSN because the stats that are on WSN are what are the official stats for the three point challenge, it's required by the WIA. They're going to have uh deadlines and check in, in check-in points, if you will, on December 20th, on January 20th, and then at the end of the year. So if you don't have your stats in by December 20th for uh for players, then the, the potential that they would not be eligible for the challenge at the end of the year even if you have all your stats in at the end of the year uh, there were some coaches that felt like um there were a few instances where coaches would not enter stats all year would not show up on the weekly leaderboards that we produced and then all of a sudden the last day that they could they would put those stats in and kind of leapfrog over other kids and and you know People thought, oh, I'm, I'm sitting good, I'm, I'm in the challenge, and then all of a sudden one person goes in at the end of the year and puts everything in, and, and there were some coaches that did not like that. So that was a change that was requested by the Basketball Coaches Advisory Committee of the WIAA. Uh, myself and Norbert Durst had a chance to travel to the WIAA offices earlier this week and meet with Kate Peterson-Abiad, who oversees basketball for uh, the WIAA, just kind of go over how we're going to handle some of the those little changes. It, it shouldn't change a lot, but it does kind of put the onus on coaches to get things in throughout the year. And we always have found it's it's easiest if coaches go in as soon as possible after a game. If you can do it the night of and spend five minutes putting your stats in, then you don't have to worry about it. Uh, you know the next morning or or whatever is great too. But the sooner you do it, the better it is. If you fall behind, uh, you know, the, the, the tendency is to just kind of forget about it or, or not do it. And uh, it works better the sooner you can get it in. We'll be se- uh, sending out some messaging to coaches and providing some information and in articles and social media as well. Just as reminders of that information, the WIAA will send that out as well. But just want to touch on the fact that, again, uh, coaches are required to have certain check-in dates, if you will, where they have to have stats in for players in order for them to be eligible for the three-point challenge at the end of the year, December 20th, January 20th, and then the end of the season. going to end this week's WSN podcast with a stat of the week, and that is 54. 54 points for uh, Milwaukee Lifelong Learning's Quan Jackson in three games. He's had at least 54 points. He's got two games of 54 and one game of 58, and we're not even into mid-December yet. So he's put on quite a scoring clinic. We talked with Mark Miller, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before, uh, about Quan and Milwaukee Lifelong Learning. You know, they, they play, obviously, very up-tempo, like to, to shoot early in the, sh- in, the, in the clock and possessions, obviously, um, and they haven't played great competition yet either. You know, it, uh, so they put up some big numbers. Things will get tougher. Um, but 54 in any game is, is certainly impressive uh, for what Quan Jackson has done there at Milwaukee Lifelong Learning. That'll do it for this edition of the WSN podcast. Keep an eye out for next week when we'll have uh, likely Norbert Durst on to talk about girls' hoops um, and Nate Wolfel from uh, our, our wrestling coverage team to talk a little wrestling. And then in a couple weeks, we'll have Mark Miller on to talk about the big holiday tournaments coming up including his uh, Wisconsin Basketball Yearbook Shootout event, which is the best in-season event in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, You can find information and ticket information on that on uh, WSN, but also on Mark's site at WBBY.com. Again, I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at wissports.net. We'll see you at a game.